0: Are you obsessed with Los Angeles head over heels in love with the city of angels? Well, this is the podcast for you at Life Hacks LA. We hack the best in arts eats and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker, baby, baby. Hey, what's up, my fellow LA hackers, it's your host, Stefan, and welcome to another episode of the Life Hacks LA podcast. All right, guys, we're about halfway through 2020, probably going to be remembered as one of the worst years ever, and it seemed like one awful thing after another happened in the first half of this year, and it kicked off early for us Angelenos in January with the tragic helicopter accident that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven of their friends and neighbors. But one thing we saw almost immediately after the accident was an outpouring for Kobe Bryant and what he meant to the city, not just as a basketball player, but also as a cultural icon. And a lot of this love and respect came in the creation of these incredible murals from talented artists that started popping up first in Los Angeles and then later all over the world. In fact, as of August 2020, at the time of this recording, there are now over 300 known wall murals dedicated to Bryant and some of those include his daughter as well as the other victims. Well, with his birthday coming up soon on 823 and Kobe Bryant Day on 824, we have the perfect guest on to talk about it. His name is Mike Asner, and he actually started KobeMural.com. It's an Instagram account and a website that tracks all the Kobe murals all over the world and shows you all the information about them, including how you can find them for yourself. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, I think you will enjoy this interview with Mike as we discuss the tremendous impact Kobe Bryant had on Los Angeles, as well as the talent of these amazing local and global artists who have been inspired by him and to create these beautiful dedications to his memory. As always, guys, make sure to stay with us after the interview, and I'll share my own special hack on Kobe murals in Los Angeles. Until then, enjoy this interview with Mike Azner, and I'll talk to you again soon. Hey, what's going on LA Hackers? Welcome to another episode. Our guest today is Mike from KobeMural.com. How's it going, Mike?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. I've been following you for a while and um, hearing more about KobeMural.com.
1: Great, great. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so before we jump into that, though, we always like to get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from originally and how did you come to Los Angeles?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Mike. I've uh, worked in sports media, marketing for a long time, originally from Orange County, California, born and raised. And uh, since college, I've lived in Los Angeles pretty much ever since, a couple of years in New York, and I love it here. My family actually moved out from New York to Los Angeles in the 70s, and we've been here ever since.
0: Wow. So you've seen a lot of change because Los Angeles has gone through huge changes between that time period and today.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, and so, I mean, you've been here a long, long time, so you know Los Angeles very well. What's, in general, your favorite thing about living in Los Angeles, or even a couple of your favorite things?
1: Yeah, I think the obvious answer is the weather, and that's obviously why a lot of people live here, Um, but the way of life, for me personally, this is the perfect place for me. Um, I did spend a couple of years in New York, and that's a amazing city but just the quality of life here and and the lifestyle um, kind of aligns with who I am as a person so I've seen a huge evolution in in the food scene here which is great Um, obviously amazing concert venues sports venues as I mentioned the year-round weather is perfect for going to the beach and being outside what does stick out for me now too given the, the times we live in just the diversity of the city, how progressive we are relative to the rest of the country. It's amazing to see just, uh, you know, what the city's all about. So love it here. Don't see myself being anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's a great point about the diversity. Also, what you said about the food, because I think when people compare New York and L.A., they've traditionally really talked about how the food in New York is like next level. But I think we've kind of caught up over the last 10 years here in Los Angeles, especially in the downtown area.
1: Yeah, and downtown sticks out for sure for me. Uh, I will say I do miss the the pasta and bagels and pizza (laughs) in New York. But otherwise, yeah, I've definitely noticed an uptick here. It's it's pretty obvious the last 10 years um, that the scene here has evolved dramatically.
0: Yeah, definitely. It definitely has a different uh, vibe of types of food that you can only get in New York, I guess. Um, But we definitely have the best tacos.
1: Yes, that's true. (laughs) There's there's no comparison. I I couldn't get that out there. So uh, I'm happy to have that here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Mike, we are recording this in 2020, probably the worst year in recorded history, modern history. Um, And, you know, it started off really bad too with the death of Kobe Bryant, um, iconic L.A. superstar, his daughter and seven of his neighbors and friends in that helicopter crash in January. And, you know, you started uh, Kobe Mural right after that. But before we get to talking about that, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Kobe as a fan and some of the memories that you have of him and why he meant so much to you so we can get an idea of why you started Kobe World?
1: Yeah, um, and I'm glad you mentioned um, all the others we lost that day. I think it's very important to mention that. Obviously, we lost Kobe and Gianna, but also seven other individuals. So it's been a very difficult year. Um, for your question, uh, you know, Kobe means a lot to me for a variety of reasons. I'm a lifelong diehard Laker fan. Um, he's someone I kind of grew up with, so I'm only a few years younger. And uh, just a lot of memories stick out, uh, in so many, but the ones that stick out for me personally are the ones I got to experience in person. And am very fortunate and grateful I had the chance to see Kobe play at Staples Center um, many different times. So for me, just the memories that stick out, uh, is he had 62 points in three quarters versus the Mavericks. Um, he actually outscored the Mavericks team through three quarters. <laughs> wow. and I, I'm, yeah, I remember being at that game with my brother, and this was right before the 81-point game, and we were looking at each other like, oh, he's going to do this. He's going to score <laughs> 80 or 90 points tonight, but he they took him out in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I'll never forget being at that game um the other one that sticks out his game winner over Dwayne Wade I was there with a couple friends and my brother again and we lost our mind when he hit that shot I'm sure people have seen that highlight many times now um an incredible finish to that game and finally you know I was at the last game again very fortunate to have been there in the building where he scored 60 points uh the, the feeling in there was electric I've, I've never seen anything like it um besides like a finals game so those stick out for me. Uh, the guy brought us five championships, of course. Um, you know, partial to the last two championships where he climbed the mountaintop again to win in 2009, and of course against the Celtics in 2010. Uh, as it pertains to Kobe, the individual and the player, of course, what he brought to the city as a player, um, as a champion, will mean a lot to me forever. But I also think a lot about, especially now. Um, you know him as a person and overcoming adversity working on yourself becoming a better person and he was the person and still is the person who holds this city together that's i really feel that way so seeing him also as a father figure um seeing what he was doing for the wmba and for women's basketball after his passing or excuse me before after his retirement uh, that was incredibly powerful to see and you know obviously his relationship with his daughters. It's very tough to think about and talk about, of course, still, but there's so many reasons that this individual had an impact on my life.
0: Yeah. It just brings back a lot of memories for me as well. So I'm a huge, huge NBA fan, but something you said earlier about Kobe, especially when he gets on these roles, because I personally think Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. I, I watched all of these guys and, um, but Kobe had this thing when he would get on a streak. It was like no other player that I've seen. You know, when he would have these 60 point games, these 81 point games, you just knew anything he threw up was going to go in, especially when like the Staples Center's rocking, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's funny, I grew up with Jordan and he was my first idol in, in the sports world. And then obviously Kobe came through. And yeah, you bring up a good point. There were many times, and, you know, I've watched pretty much every game at this point. I think it was Michael Jordan's last game with the Wizards, and Kobe. I mean, I think he threw up like 40 points in the first half. I mean, he couldn't miss, and obviously, he was trying to impress Michael, um, <laughs> one of one of his idols, of course. But yeah, I mean, there were so many times watching games with friends or family, we would just look at each other and say, "Oh, yeah, here we go. He's going to go off right now."
0: Yeah, and another thing you brought up was about uh, Kobe later in his life, because. As a basketball fan, I think if you weren't from LA, he probably wasn't the most likable person, personality wise, just because he didn't do a lot of interviews outside of basketball. So I've been so impressed with his interviews after he retired. You know, he's done a lot of interviews about how he was successful and his mindset and his philosophy on life and stuff. And it's just like mind blowing. You know, it's almost like a Tony Robbins um, with an NBA background.
1: Yeah, and then that's a great analogy. I'll, I'll share one more anecdote. Um, I actually went to school up in Northern California, and I was there in, during the 2002 playoffs versus the Kings, which I'm sure you remember that epic playoff series.
0: Amazing, still one of my favorites all time.
1: Yeah, and it's me too. And I was in the dorm room then with a bunch of people from the Sacramento area, and they didn't like me very much because I was the one guy rooting for the Lakers. But I do remember this very well. A friend of mine... Hated Kobe because you know he wasn't a Laker fan. But years later, Kobe was his favorite player. He respected this guy so much, even after hating him as a player, uh, he came around and respected him more than anything because of his work ethic. So I thought that was something that really stuck with me when I heard that.
0: Yeah, and if you talk to or if you listen to interviews with other NBA players, and not just NBA players, like anything that he's been involved in, you know, like he got into um, movies and, and entertainment later everyone that knows anything about him or that's worked with him has said that his work ethic was like insane, you know, like he was first one there, last one to leave. And so it kind of just speaks to, um, you know, he would have been successful in anything with that mindset, right? He he chose basketball. He had the skills and the tools for basketball, but with that type of mindset, I guess the Mamba mentality, it's something that anyone can take, not just basketball fans, but if you're trying to succeed in something in life, you can look at his work ethic and at least admire that about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm also a big soccer fan, uh, football internationally. And uh, a lot of those guys were inspired by him. It always amazed me that players from all over the world were inspired by him. Um, there's a great book called Mamba Mentality by Kobe and uh, Andy Bernstein, who's a photographer for the Lakers. It's an amazing read. I highly recommend people
0: check that out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely check that out. Okay. So um, like we said, 2020 has been kind of a nightmare year. It started off in January with that accident with, with uh, Kobe. And I remember it was on a Sunday and I got a text and that's how I found out about it. And then just kind of like the initial shock. And then maybe like two days later, I think by Tuesday, there was this mural that popped up in Los Angeles. And then it just started this chain reaction of murals popping up over all over LA and then, and then all over the world. And soon after, you created KobeMural dot com, and you created uh, Kobe Murals, the Instagram. Um, so you talked a little bit about uh, what Kobe's meant to you, but can you tell us why you decided to start this um, mural site and Instagram account to honor Kobe?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I do recall that day, and you know, obviously, a terrible day, and still has been terrible um, ever since. Uh, I, I don't remember. Much after it happened, I was obviously, as I think, like most people in the funk and the haze. Um, I went down to Staples Center, saw the, the makeshift memorial. But it's hard to remember exactly when this started, but I do recall browsing through Instagram or social media and seeing one of the fir- first murals going up. Um, and then each day, more and more were going up, not just in Los Angeles, but around the world. So it kind of hit me just randomly one day that. Someone should organize these, um, provide accurate information, provide the exact location so fans could go there and experience them or just see them online. Um, And just to give fans a way to grieve together, but also to honor Kobe and Gianna and all those we lost that day. So, you know, it was something I just started just randomly um, for fun, for lack of a better word, and just to give back to the community and to honor Kobe. Didn't really expect much of it, but um, it did take off because the amount of murals started exploding all over the world and all over Los Angeles. So decided to take it upon myself to, again, organize this and, and help people out. Um, got a lot of messages from fans who were incredibly grateful that I was doing this. Um, the fans sent information to me also to keep this uh, organized. So, you know, this never would have worked without all the fans around Los Angeles and around the world helping me out. Uh, the reason, you know, I decided to start it was obviously, I, as you heard, very passionate about sports and the Lakers and Kobe, but also someone who's passionate about art and photography. Um, so it's a nice intersection of those passions. Um, and also a way for me to heal, honestly, and grieve, but to give back to the fans, to the city, to, to my idol. So it's been therapeutic in many ways. Um, it's been amazing to see this community of Lakers fans worldwide and Angelinos come together uh, during the, obviously a very tragic circumstance.
0: Yeah, and I just got to give you props, Mike, because when when the first couple murals started popping up, I decided to create a blog post. This is before I had heard of Kobe mural, and I, you know I figured there'd be I think there was maybe three Kobe murals that I was aware of before the accident. And so I put those three up and then the first week, you know, I figured, okay, there might be 10, 20 tops, no problem. Started putting up the murals on a blog post. And then it just, it was like a never ending wave. And I was just doing Los Angeles or, you know, the LA area, right? Not even globally. But when I got to 45, I was like, this is way too much work. I can't keep up. And by that (laughs) time I had discovered your account and yours, you were just doing a much better job. So at the bottom, at the, you know, once I got to 45, I just put a note down there saying, you know, go to ColbyMural.com, uh, link it to your map and link it to your website because I just couldn't pick up.
1: Yeah, and funny because I didn't expect it to go past that number either. I thought there'd be about 30 to 40 and that should probably be it. So, yeah, I didn't expect this to be something that would be, um, you know, at the level it is today. We're looking at 300 murals worldwide sitting here today.
0: Yeah, that's insane. And there's 300 worldwide, but many of those I imagine are in the Los Angeles area. So that's what makes this next question a little tough. Um, You're one of the few people who've probably at least seen a picture of almost all of them. So I think you're the best qualified to answer this. What are some of the most impressive and your personal favorite murals that you've seen inside of L.A. or the L.A. area?
1: Yeah, um, very tough to answer because we could sit here for an hour talking about this. Um, I do also want to say I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for the amazing artwork from these artists. I've had a chance to meet some of them and talk with them, hear their stories, hear what Kobe meant to them. Um, so again, I just want to share my appreciation for all their work. The the few murals that stick out, the first one is one of the first ones I saw in person um, in downtown at 4th and Alameda uh, by the artist Royal Dog. It's a humongous lifelike visual of Kobe and Gianna uh, from the 2009 championship uh, titled Legends Are Forever. I'm sure people have seen a photo of this or heard about this, but would highly recommend checking that one out in person. It has to be seen in person. Just just the scale of it really blew me away when I first saw it. So that was one of the first ones I saw and that, that one's always stuck out to me. The Second one that I can think of is by the artist Slow Motions uh, in Jefferson Park. It's at 2429 West Jefferson. Basically a two-story mural of Kobe. He has his arms around all five championship trophies. Uh, It's actually uh, from a photo by Andy Bernstein, who's the photographer for the Lakers. And it just brings me a lot of joy because I know what that fifth championship meant to him, what it means to me. Uh, he's got a great smile on his face and and the detail that one is exceptional so for me that's that's definitely one of my favorites there's another one near cal state la um, by the artist melanie md at 5220 valley boulevard it's basically a three-piece mural so there's three visuals of kobe but the center visual is from kobe's last game and it looks like he's kind of giving you a hug he has his arms out um and what I've seen from the fans who've been tagging me on on Instagram, this is one of the best murals to get a photo with, right? It literally looks like Kobe's giving you a hug. Um, from the cool. Game. So yeah, I, when I saw that one, I was I was pretty blown away. So I think uh, for folks in that area, I'd definitely check that out. And of course, we all I think we all know Melrose is the home for a lot of amazing street art. Melrose near Fairfax has um, a bunch of murals there. And there's one by uh, a buddy of mine who's an artist, Gus, who goes by gz.jr. Um, and it has Kobe with the 2001 trophy, which was a very emotional moment for him for a variety of reasons. So uh, those stick out to me. Of course, there are hundreds more I could talk about. There are constantly murals going up that are incredibly inspiring. So again, just credit to all the amazing artists out there.
0: Yeah, those are some great ones. And like we said, there, I mean, there's... Um so many and they're almost all just incredible and you know some of them are just kobe some of them are kobe and gianna and some of them are the other people that were involved and it's just so much variety and it just shows like the love and that and respect that people have for L or for uh kobe but also the talent that we have in local la artists like you mentioned
1: yeah yeah i think about the creativity that each of these artists brings um their styles Um, the motivation behind it, the story behind it. What I've had a chance to do again is to meet with some of these folks carefully, obviously, in this this pandemic environment. And they've shown me some really cool details on some of these murals that you wouldn't notice at first look. Like if you look closer at some of these, there's some really cool details uh, that they put there. So I'd highly recommend, again, when you go check these out, take a close look because you might see something you wouldn't see uh, in a photo.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And so, just to give people an idea of what we're talking about, I'm getting this from the source, KobeMural.com. It says, as of today, mural count 326, but 203 of the 326 are right here in Southern California. So that's how many over 200 murals related to Kobe just here in Southern California. So there's a lot to see. Yep.
1: Yeah, and that that number should grow pretty quickly any any day now.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, worldwide because we've seen an outpouring of love and respect for Kobe in the form of murals internationally as well. Can you talk about some of the ones that you've seen that have been in other countries that people have uh, let you know about or tagged you in and that you, you really appreciated?
1: Yeah, um, I, I, think, um, you know, I think we all knew Kobe's impact worldwide. I'm still amazed by it every day. Um, so internationally, there are murals all over the place. Uh, So in Italy, where Kobe was born and raised before he came to Philadelphia, uh, in Spain, France, Philippines, China, Australia, every day, it feels like almost every day, there's something new somewhere internationally. So uh, again, the ones that stick out for me that I've had a chance to see online, not in person, um, the Tenement Court in the Philippines, which is a huge, huge mural of Kobe and Gianna, hugging each other. I think it was one of the first ones that was created after the tragedy, and I'm sure people have seen that visual. Uh, Just incredible, and hopefully one day get to see that in person. Another one I came across is another tribute court to Kobe in Abu Dhabi at Green Central Park. Uh, Just incredible detail there. I think it was really well done and just something that came across my feed one day. And another one that went up, I think it was, Maybe a couple months ago, it's one of the largest murals in the world in Bosnia and Herzegovina is uh, incredible to see. So again, the worldwide impact is there. Um, Outside of Los Angeles, of course, there's plenty of murals. As I mentioned, uh, I'm from Orange County and I think two of the best are in Orange County on West 19th Street. And uh, there's murals in Texas and Illinois and New York, uh, an amazing mural. Outside the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, by a gentleman who goes by Andrew, the artist. Just getting just incredibly impressed with the talent that's out there and in the worldwide reach.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially with those U.S. cities. Some of those uh, Kobe broke their heart in basketball terms, and they yeah, yeah,
1: it's funny you mentioned that. I, I thought about that. There's one in Boston, which of course is incredible to think about, and then in Phoenix, there were a few, or there are a few. Uh, And, you know, obviously Kobe was not, Suns fans weren't necessarily fans of Kobe. Uh, So, yeah, it's incredible to see this reach in in all parts of the country and the world.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the Philippines one. That one was very impressive. I think I saw a video on it and they were just explaining the mural and how much Kobe meant to them. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. (laughs) You know, other side of the world and yet that much impact. Although I think he probably visited there because of Nike and stuff.
1: He did. He did some tours there. I remember one of my jobs in the past, we were doing some study on the impact of the Lakers worldwide and the Philippines is just full of Lakers fans. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. That's um, like the
0: home team for them.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So there's definitely a lot of murals there and I'm still seeing some new ones um, that have, that have gone up there. So I'm sure more will come.
0: Yeah. All right. So I was explaining how hard it was for me just to do the 45 murals when I stopped there and you've got you're tracking over 300 now um, worldwide and you've also got this amazing map so for the audience out there you can actually go to kobe mural.com and there's a map and it'll sh- and they're numbered and, and you can click on it and it'll show you where where they are at least in the southern california area so i just wanted to get an idea of how you're able to do this because um, especially with the map and keeping track of them and you know i've seen that a few have been removed um, after a few months or they've been altered so How is it that you're able to keep track of this? Can you give us an idea?
1: Sure. So it's, uh, first of all, as I mentioned, something new comes up pretty much every day now. So it is a decent amount of work, but I want to make sure this is clear that I'm happy to do it. I'm doing it again for the fans, for Kobe. Um, Obviously, I have some more free time during a pandemic to keep things organized. So uh, it is a little bit of organization, of course. What I'm doing at this point sitting here today is updating the website and the map that you referenced as soon as I hear of a new mural. um, If something's removed and fortunately that hasn't happened too much, I make sure to note that on the map or take it off the map. But, you know, in the beginning, it was pretty much me digging pretty deep on social media and Instagram to figure out where these things were because it wasn't always clear where the location was. It was pretty nebulous at times. So organization was a big piece of this project. Um, But now, thankfully, there are fans all over the world and Los Angeles who are aware of what I'm doing and and they reach out proactively um, to me or tag me on Instagram to keep me informed. So, yeah, again, it's something I'm happy to do. It just requires some organization, um, but at the same time, it's, it's for the fans, it's for the Lakers, it's for Kobe and everyone we lost that day.
0: Yeah, and we all appreciate what you're doing, especially people who live in Los Angeles and are Laker fans, Kobe fans. So we really appreciate all your hard work, Mike.
1: Appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Okay, so I mentioned the Kobe map, um, the Kobe mural map where you can find these locations. But one thing I thought was really cool was your city guides. So can you explain what that is to the audience? And also, what is your hack for the neighborhood or area where you can see the most Kobe murals without going too far?
1: Yeah, what I've tried to do is uh, take feedback from the fans. I think people have reached out and had some really constructive feedback about how to make this experience easier. So, of course, as you mentioned, there is a map, uh, interactive map on the website where you can kind of pinpoint based on your location or where you're going, if there's a mural there. But um, the feedback from the fans was, hey, I'm coming to visit this section of Los Angeles or I live in this area. Um, and I wanted to kind of highlight certain sections of Los Angeles where fans could do a walking tour or just spend a day in a certain area and not have to drive all over Los Angeles. So I'm trying to bucket these for now into different sections, uh, downtown LA, uh, Melrose, as I talked about, the west side, east side. And my goal with this was just to create a different way for people to to, uh, digest what's happening and what's up in their area but also to give a recommended starting point, turn-by-turn turn directions for what I'm seeing are the most popular murals in that area. So plan to do more of those. Um, I did one for Orange County as well. I'm sure at some point I'll start doing these for other places throughout the country and other parts of Los Angeles. So again, my, my goal is to make this easy for people. I don't want you to have to think about anything. Just go enjoy it. Go uh, show your support and love for Kobe and Gianna and everyone we lost that day. Um, as it pertains to you know my hack here, a couple things or a couple places to stick out as I talked about, Melrose and near Fairfax, definitely the place I would start or go to. Um, it's very walkable. There's a bunch of murals of Kobe in very close proximity to one another. So that's a great place to go. It's a great place to walk around and see street art in general, uh, of course safely right now during a pandemic. The second one would be in downtown LA. Um, probably no surprise to anyone listening there are tons of murals around Staples Center and uh, what I did on the site was to have you start basically near Staples Center where there are two amazing murals and gave turn-by-turn directions um, for folks to check out these murals in, you know several mile radius so it's all outlined on the website uh, I want this to be easy for people and I'm sure in the future I'll do more of these uh, guides
0: yeah, that's awesome because one of my biggest hacks when people ask me about Los Angeles, especially visitors, is you want to chunk it down. Like You want to go to an area and see everything in one day instead of spreading it out. And with these murals being all over the place, um, it's cool to go to a place like Melrose, like you said, where you can see a bunch all at one time and you're not stuck half the time in your car. So we really appreciate those city guides.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: Okay, cool. Um is there anything that I haven't asked you or we haven't already talked about when it comes to Kobe murals um, that you want people to know?
1: So I, I just want to express my gratitude to, again, the artists, um, to anyone who's reached out and sent a nice word or a nice note. Um, you know, if it wasn't for those notes and for this feedback, I probably wouldn't have worked on this, this this long. So I'm very appreciative of that. I'm happy to hear the stories that you guys are sending me. And, uh, you know, I'll plan to do whatever I can to honor Kobe and Gianna and everyone we lost that day. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep going with this as long as the neurons are going up.
0: Well, that's awesome. Mike, like I said, we really appreciate what you're doing. I wanted to mention, you, you mentioned that you were, um, from Orange County originally Kobe lived in Newport beach and just what, two days ago, they said that, uh, 824 would be Kobe Bryant day.
1: Yes, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, exactly. And Orange County announced that I think it was, yeah, it's a couple days ago. Um, What's interesting is his birthday is the 23rd, so I'll be putting together some stuff to honor Kobe uh, that day on the 23rd and the 24th. I know Nike's doing some stuff, some special stuff for the 24th, and and donating proceeds to to his foundation. So, yeah, you know, it'll it'll be a uh, challenging day, but also, you know, a way we can celebrate Kobe that day as well.
0: Yeah, for those of you who don't get the reference, so 8 is, eight is August, 8 is Kobe's number, uh, 24 was Kobe's other number, so 824. And like Mike mentioned, 823 is his birthday. So this will be the first time since his death that something this impactful is coming up. And I think it's going to be a special day in Los Angeles, Southern California. And hopefully it's something that people will remember him and the victims every time at this year. I'm sure they will, but uh, maybe we can do something together as well. And uh, kind of just get the word out there so people continue to remember and appreciate the impact and legacy that Kobe Bryant had on Los Angeles.
1: Yep, absolutely. All
0: right, Mike. So before I let you go, I got to ask you this question. I ask it of all my guests, especially if someone like you who's lived in Los Angeles so long. I'm looking forward to hearing your answer. And what I was going to ask you about is your dream day in L.A., from getting up to going to bed, from getting up to going to bed, where would you go and what would you do to make it your dream day in Los Angeles?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm assuming in a non-pandemic environment. <laughs> the Sorry, I need to <laughs> add that. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's pretend if this is 2019
0: or 2021, not 2020. Okay. so what would you do in your perfect LA day, assuming you don't yeah. have to wear a mask, socially distance, and all that other crap?
1: Yeah, right. So, um, again, love living here and uh, fortunate to live on the west side of Los Angeles. So my perfect day waking up, huge breakfast somewhere here on the west side and uh, definitely doing something outdoors, uh, whether it's hiking or biking or going to the beach. Um, I'm personally a fan of the beaches in Malibu where I uh, spent some summers at a camp many years ago. So that would definitely be part of my day um maybe the venice canals here nearby where i live uh more food more restaurants we we referenced tacos earlier i would love to have that on my perfect day and uh you know some wine some whiskey something like that to top off the day again probably no big surprise as a sports fan um a game at staples a game at dodger stadium um a concert if that was available the greek theater for me is one of my favorite venues so Love living here. Uh, hopefully get to do some of that stuff in the near future. But, you know, if I had to give you my answer, then that would be it.
0: That's an awesome answer. And I know you're a true Angelino, because you fit in brunch, tacos, and uh, LA sports all in the same day. That's right. That's a true Angelino. <laughs> okay. All right, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. It was really great having you. Where's the best place where people can go if they want to find out more about you or they want to find out more about Kobe murals and, and how to find those?
1: Yeah, as you talked about, the best place to go is the website kobe mural dot com, all one word. And then uh, for the latest murals going up throughout Los Angeles and throughout the world, uh, the Instagram page, all one word, Kobe mural. That's uh, the best place to go.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Mike. And we'll talk to you again soon. All
1: right. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Take care. Okay, thanks guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike Asner from KobeMural.com. Of course, you can keep up with what he's doing on Instagram at Kobe Mural, or find all the Kobe murals yourself at KobeMural.com, including these awesome maps and city guys as we discussed on the episode. Okay, on to my hack. Now, Mike took my first suggestion um, for, for you, and that is if you want to see a bunch of Kobe murals in one place, your best bet is probably to go to Melrose. You can find a bunch of them, you know, just within a a block or two of each other. In fact, they have this one alley where I think there's like three or four of them right there. So I'm going to give you the second best when it comes to an area that you can find a lot. And that is DTLA. Now, DTLA is huge, of course, but there are dozens of amazing uh, Kobe murals spread throughout DTLA and the Arts District. And I recommend you start off at the one right near Staples Center on Lebanon Street. It's on a wall at the back of an outdoor parking lot. And this is one of the murals dedicated to Kobe that was actually up before the accident. So it's an old school one. Um, He's pulling on his jersey and it has a Laker logo next to him with the words Los Angeles Culture. It's a classic uh, Kobe mural that was, like I said, there before the accident even happened. It's one of my favorites. The mural is amazing. And because of its proximity to the Staples Center and the fact that it's been there for years... It's uh, definitely one of my favorite ones. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you this week. If you love the podcast, be sure to leave us a positive review and to subscribe, and we will talk to you again next week.